This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 595, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 11th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 595. It's our comic reviews episode for releases for the week of Wednesday, July 11th, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, let's dive right in today, uh, talking about books that came out last week. Just before we can fully enjoy the books from the 18th, let's look back one last time at the books from the 11th. Uh, so when we look back, um, so what do we see? Well, first of all, there's a lot of books that came out that I did not have a chance to read yet. I'll quickly recap what those are. Uh, Champions 22, Amazing Spider-Man New Year Vows 21, Darth Vader, Deadpool Assassin, Detective of comics, Domino, Exiles, Hal Jordan, and the Green Lantern Corps. Basically, so far, I've listed a bunch of books, of which I probably have four or five issues to read before I can get caught up. Uh, Infinity Countdown, Darkhawk, Hunt for Wolverine, The Adamantium Agenda, number three, Miss Marvel, New Mutants, Dead Souls, number five, Old Man Logan, Plastic Man, Quicksilver, No Surrender. Finally, got caught up on the first two issues, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, Relay, Sideways, Star Wars, Thrawn, number six, Suicide Squad, The Flash, number 50. How did I not read that yet? Uh, the Immortal Man, number four, The Punisher, 220. Excited to read that too. Really like 226. Uh, Titans 23, Wonder Woman 50, X23 number 1, and X Men Blue 31. So, with all that, what did I read? I read three books. Um, I really enjoy the first one. So, we're going to talk about Amazing Spider Man. Um, I just don't have a, a lot to say. I just I thought it was a very enjoyable book. Um, it's a very solid uh, debut issue by Nick Spencer. Um, I have never really read Invincible, so I appreciate that, like, I don't know the artist already, but I like the art a lot by Otley. I thought it was uh, very enjoyable. Um, I liked where they were going with this. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Uh, it, you know, the, it's called Back to Basics Part 1, and it really feels like that. Um, it's really well written, extremely well crafted. Um, I like the humor. I like the story. It felt like we're finally resolving pieces that should have been resolved years ago. Uh, the art is, again, really top-notch. Um, and then the backup is kind of an, an enjoyable little story that introduces, I guess, a new villain and definitely kind of pushes um, Mysterio in a, in a different direction. And that part was cool. However, my biggest gripe is nothing to do with Nick Spencer at all. It has nothing to do with Ryan Otley or Humberto Ramos. Uh, my major problem has to do with editorial. Um, I like this issue a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, very enjoyable. My problem with this issue is has nothing to do with the the creative team. It has to do with the fact that they use Mysterio, which is fine. You want to use Mysterio, all the more power to you. However, if you're going to use Mysterio, you should not use Mysterio in the same month as someone else in the Spider office, not in the X-Men office, not in the Avengers office, but the Spider-Man office has just used uh, Mysterio in a very different way and written them com- as a completely different character. That is my problem with this book. So it has nothing to do with the creative theme. It has nothing to do with anything about the book in general. The book was great. This was a breath of fresh air. It felt like we're moving in new directions. There's new characters. Um, this felt like a, you know, this felt fun. Uh, this felt like it was building on pieces from Slots Run and maybe looking looking at things that maybe should have been elaborated on before and trying to push them into new areas. I like that. I thought it was very inventive and fun and felt like a great, you know, a new start. Um, and the fact that they really use a lot of MJ here and they, you know, they're making a lot of, you know, not even Dale, but the deliberate references to one of people's favorite stories, definitely from the Black and Black era, but definitely from the, you know, everyone knowing Spider-Man was... Uh, 
Peter Parker era is this beautiful story about the love between Peter and MJ. And the fact that it's deliberately checked here numerous times is phenomenal. And so like, I'm really excited about everything about this book. I just am frustrated that you know you can't use Mysterio if Peter David just used Mysterio and did something completely different with Mysterio and this doesn't feel like the same character or even the same universe. Like, it's so crazy. Uh, again, glad that you're using Mysterio. Just, you know, what is the spider office doing to regulate these things to make sure that there's no issues here? Uh, I'm going to give the, the issue an eight and a half. I thought it was extremely solid, a lot of fun, not quite a nine, but it was pretty damn close. It was very enjoyable. I'm excited to see where the new direction goes, and uh, I feel very invested. Not that I wasn't with Slot, but I was I was ready for a new voice, ready for a new take. Um, you know, if you had steak every day, you might end up getting tired of steak. So it's not saying anything bad about Dan Slot, and not saying that he's comic book steak either. But I'm just saying that he was an enjoyable voice for a lot of his run. But the, you know, after a while, I think you need to switch things up, and you know, it's nice to get new blood, new directions, new takes. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the Fantastic Four and to Iron Man. I'm already I like the Iron Man. Number one, it wasn't. I see what he was going for, and it doesn't have the slotisms I think that uh, some people might have expected. But uh, I'm excited to see what Spencer and Otley can do with Amazing Spider-Man. Next up is Daredevil. This is issue 605 by Charles Sewell and Mike Henderson on art. Um, Fisk is alive, he's awake, and then then not so much um, as we kind of get the end of this storyline, which is big, brash, bold, crazy. You got the beast, you got this new crazy order of knights that are helping out Daredevil, which feels very at home in his universe. You have a bunch of, you know, other vigilantes and Electro kind of working to fight against the beast. It it feels very Daredevil uh, in kind of the, you know, big pop sensibility uh i really enjoyed it and then you have you know murdoch kind of letting uh wilson Fisk's back to being the mayor and then at the very end uh you know we have matt murdoch finally hear something he shouldn't have heard about uh Fisk saying that he did definitely rig the election so i thought this was a phenomenal read really enjoyable i'm going to give it an eight and last but definitely not least is superman number one by bendis and race and uh I like this a lot. Uh, I wasn't sure about the Man of Steel number six, but uh, this was this was cool. First of all, the artwork is gorgeous. Um, I like the idea that Superman's kind of you know he's the perimeter defense. He can see things uh, in space, and he's you know defending the Earth from eventual or potential um, uh, what's it called. Um, not annihilation, that's the wrong word, invasion. Um, and I like that he's still thinking about John and Lois. He's sad. You know, he everything he does, whether it be sitting in his bed, he remembers being there with Lois. He, you know, is sitting at the... Uh, at, at his at the uh, breakfast table, he's remembering his son, um, and it feels very palpable the sense of him missing his family. Um, now you have him building a new kind of fortress of solitude that was interesting, but you know that wasn't my favorite part. Um, I did like. Um, Superman kind of being on the job, you know, protecting people and kind of seeing the big the big things he's been doing. And John Jones kind of saying that, you know, you have to give everyone your leadership. Um, I like the way that they have Superman kind of dealing with the loss of his family. And uh, the ending, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but we'll see. But uh, for the most part, I thought this was really good and enjoyable. And, uh, I, you know, this felt like... Bendis understands the character and he's using his, the fact that he can't get in touch with his family very effectively as a way of motivating Clark and showing, you know, 
the idea that you may not be able to hurt Superman, but you can, you know, physically, but you can hurt him with his heart because he's, you know, a big old softy and he's got a family, he's got people he really cares about, and not being able to contact them um, really is upsetting to him because before at least he could potentially contact them, now he can't. So I'm going to give this an eight. Apparently everything's an eight this week. Eight and a half, eight and eight. Uh, it was a good week. Good comics came out. Uh, when we look at next week, or really the day I record this on July 18th, uh, some of the upcoming releases uh, that I'll be talking about in our next reviews episode. Uh, some of the highlights uh, of releases include a new issue of Batman, Batman 51 by Tom King and uh, Lee Weeks, which looks really exciting. Uh, we got the new issues of Green Lanterns, uh, Harley Quinn, Justice League, Teen Titans Go Special Edition. Um, we got the Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman, number six of six. We got the Wild Storm. Not a lot from DC this week, actually. Uh, and then if we turn our attentions over to Marvel, um, we have the new issue of Avengers, Cable, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, although, didn't that just start? Or maybe this is coming in print. I'm just looking at a listing here. Because uh, I feel like this already came out. Maybe it was just. Yeah, it sort of came out digitally. I guess maybe it's coming out in print. Uh, Darth Vader Annual, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer, Immortal Hulk. Really liked the first issue. I haven't, don't think I've read the second issue yet. New issue of Jessica Jones. This is a digital uh, exclusive, I believe. Uh, digital Originals, they're calling which is eventually going to be in print. Uh, it is written by Kelly Thompson, who's actually going to be on the show in a month or so. Um, we got Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man new issue. Spider-Gwen. I believe it's the last issue of Spider-Gwen. Um which should be interesting. Uh, we've got Star Wars Podameron, Thor, Tony Stark Iron Man, X-Men Gold, X-Men Red. So some good stuff. So uh, make sure to tune in next week. I'll be talking about a couple of these books. Uh, maybe not that many. I'm recording the reviews episode really soon because I'm actually going to be out of town myself going up to a, a cottage in uh, northern Ontario. Not that far north, but a couple of hours north of uh, Toronto, the, the, the big city of Ontario. Um, so uh, that episode will be going up soon. I'll probably be recording that on the 19th or 20th. Uh, so that'll be out very in a couple days or in, I guess a week from when I record this um, but uh, it'll be during the period when I'm gone so I won't have a lot of time to read books so I'll just have to read through a couple just so I can put together a reviews episode to go up uh, we're getting close to episode 600 I haven't recorded anything yet but uh, uh, have some plans uh, for some guests on that show uh, likely Paul Scores will be a big part of that we usually record when we go on vacation together um, which we'll be doing uh, in the week I'm gone so I'm sure we'll get at least a, a little bit recorded uh, at that time uh, we also let's see looking forward I uh, hope to have Dan Gavazdan back on the show um, friend of the show Eric Anthony hopefully will be on the show uh, there's a few others Tim Riley probably even though we disagree about All-Star Batman and Robin uh, which I just discovered today um, anyway so episode 600 coming up soon you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com like the show on Facebook read and review us on iTunes subscribe to us on iTunes and listen to us on Stitcher thanks again for downloading this review episode and uh, we'll catch you next time bye bye